0: This is our fifth session now on Ephesians three fourteen to 19, Paul's second great prayer in Ephesians, and we'll focus on the first request that Paul makes. For this reason,
1: I bow my knees before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you and here it comes. So the first
0: one is right here. and the second one is going to be right here. We'll have to ask next
1: time how they relate to each other. But in this session, I simply want to look at at this request, full of practical implications for us. May he grant you that you being, that you be strengthened with power, through his Spirit, in the inner person. Father, that's our prayer. We want to be strengthened with power, through your Spirit, in the inner person. So, may our
0: grasp of what Paul has written cause
1: the actual reality that he's praying for to be ours, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So the main request is that we be strengthened. And then there are three qualifying phrases. Strengthen with power, number one. Through his spirit, number two. In the inner person, number three. So I want to know, what does strengthening signify? What is added to it by this seemingly redundant
0: phrase, with power? Isn't that what strength means, to have power? So what does that
1: add? And then, how is it then that it is by the Spirit? And what is the inner person? How does it relate to the outer person? When I look at a word like this, almost everyone, myself included,
0: would simply say, got that. Okay, I know what that means. And then move on. But I think it is so helpful to just slow down and say, no, really, do I know what this means? What does it mean? Because he is going to refer it to inner person, which raises the question, okay, there aren't any muscles involved. And most of my understanding of strength comes from like, here's a stick that can't be broken, or here's a back that can lift something, or here's an arm that can throw something. And what does all that have to do with inner person? Unless I get at what a deeper meaning for strength is, or at least try to spell it out. So I pause, and I, I try to make a list on a piece of paper what it means. And I did that, and and I got three things. I said, so I can think
1: of a, a back being strong, and if a back is strong it can lift heavy things right and if you can lift a heavy thing you could you could save somebody right if they're
0: under a car that's that's just rolled over you could save save them if you could lift something heavy off of them or you could just help them they're they're struggling under a burden and you're walking along with them and you've you got a good strong back and you could you could help them because you can lift something heavy. Or I thought of strong arms.
1: And if you've got a strong arm and you're in a fight with an enemy, you can defeat the enemy. We
0: often think of strength as enabling us to be safe and, and uh, defend ourselves against some strong adversary that might try to overcome us. Or I thought, just in general, of a strong
1: constitution, which means that if you're strong you you can endure. You can survive. So if there's privation, that is you haven't had food for two or
0: three days, if you were strong to begin with, you might you might endure, you might survive
1: or if there's some kind of tremendous labor that needs to be done, you, you might be able to do the work of
0: five people in order to get the job done. So when we think strengthen here, I think uh, handle something that's heavy for the saving others, the helping others, the defeating of an enemy, the enduring of hardship, the surviving in, in circumstances with very little provided. Those are at least some of the things that are connoted by strength. And it's very helpful to pause and take 10 minutes. And you think, well, I'll never read the Bible if I take 10 minutes on a word. <laughs> no, you won't if you take 10 minutes on every word. But you don't take 10 minutes on every word. You mingle quick reading that covers chapters, and then you, you mingle that with slow reading like I'm doing with you here. And I work on slow reading because anybody can scoot through things without thinking. But to slow down and think, what we want when we read is reality. We don't want a word S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H-E-N-E-D. Who cares about words, right? I want reality. I want to know what it means to, to be able to lift something heavy or defeat an enemy or endure something in my inner person. And if I don't have reality in my mind when I take this word into account, What use will it be to me? Now we go to with power. What does that add? Well, Paul is fond of, in this letter especially, piling up phrases that seem to be repetitive, but I don't think they're pointless. When he says with power, the suggestion seems to be that you're not just drawing upon your own inner resources, right? You are being strengthened with power as though it's coming to you. And that is confirmed then when you see the next phrase, through the Spirit. So this power is not intrinsic to you. You don't have it by nature. What you have by nature is not what he's praying for. You don't need to pray for what you have by nature.
1: What he wants is for God to do something. He's praying, I bow my knees before the Father,
0: that according to his riches in glory, he may grant you something that you don't have by nature, namely, power through the Spirit. And that's confirmed, isn't it? Just a few verses later in verse 20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly Then all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us, in our inner man, this power to him be glory. So Paul clearly has in mind a power coming to us from outside. And here's Ephesians 1.17. Paul prays that the eyes of your hearts would be enlightened, that you may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. And here's Ephesians 6.10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Oh my, couldn't be clearer, could it? And that's going to relate, by the way, to this next phrase here. Well, next time when we look at that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, if it's his power, then it would make sense that we need Christ to be at work within us. So I take the phrase with power together with through the Spirit to say that what's being prayed for is something we don't have by nature intrinsic to us. It must come to us from outside. It comes from God through the Spirit, and there is a kind of strength that we
1: must have in order that we might, what? We have it in the inner person. What's the inner person? What's he, what's he distinct? What is he
0: thinking there's an outer person and an inner person? Is that the way Paul thinks? Yes, that is the way Paul thinks. And and the clearest illustration of it is 2 Corinthians 4, 16. So we do not lose heart. Now, that's that's an evidence of strength. That's what you need strength for, losing heart. If we had time, we'd talk about that imagery. What does it mean to lose heart? Like you lost it behind a chair? you got to ponder these things and ask, okay, what is he getting at here? And here he's getting it. You're going to lose heart if you don't have strength, inner strength. So we do not lose strength, though our outer self Exoanthropos, outside man, is wasting away. I'm 74 years old. I'm wasting away. I've got hearing aids right now behind my ears. That's called wasting away. Hair falling out, skin getting wrinkled, eyes getting dim with cataracts, hearing aids needed, back aches in the morning, can't lift what you used to. Lift, you're gonna die, Piper. You're wasting away. Everybody is. From the day we're born, we are dying. Though our outer self is wasting away our inner self. That's just the word so because it understands this. So inner man, that's the phrase used right here. Inner man. You see it? Esso anthropon, inner person or inner man. And here it's contrasted with exo and man and inner men. So our inner self is being renewed. That's the strength that Paul's praying for in Ephesians 3. Renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So here's what we sum up. When he's praying that we be strengthened with power through the Spirit in the inner person, he's not thinking, uh, work out your biceps and triceps. Nothing wrong with that. Physical exercise is of a little value, Paul says. This is of big value may you be strengthened with power, God's power, through God's Spirit. And that happens by praying, he's praying it down in the inner person, so that your inner person now has capacities to lift burdens off of people and to save people and to take risks in order to reach and help people and The the arms of your heart defeat the enemy of the evil one so that you can lift up the shield of faith and the constitution of your spirit endures hardships and survives when other people are falling down because you're a tree planted by streams of water. So prayer is the way to this strength. And as we saw here, great focuses on truth. We are Looking not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. In other words, truth—truth um, truth about our future, the promises of God. We we look to the truth and the promises of strength. We pray down the strength. We trust that the Holy Spirit will strengthen our inner person, and by that faith, through that prayer, and through that spirit, we are made strong in the inner person to be servants of others and
1: to survive every manner of hardship.